0: Hey, it's your bestie Lo. Welcome to Thrive with Lois, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and to thrive in all areas of your life. You're here because you want to grow inside and out. So are you ready? Let's thrive together. Welcome, welcome to a new season, a new name, a whole evolving message for my podcast and I'm really really excited to get into this today. I'm nervous but I know that this is the next chapter and I'm here for it. I'm ready. Before we get into today's episode I actually wanted to dedicate it to my uncle Mick who unfortunately passed away a couple of weeks ago and he was honestly one of the most amazing people truly to have ever lived, and he always made me feel like I could be myself. Sorry, I don't want to cry. He, he made me feel like I could be myself, um, and when you're a kid and you don't feel like you can be yourself, or you're told by other people you're weird, and to actually have people around you that love you for you, that's how Uncle can made me feel. Like, he always just made me feel loved and, you know, he would laugh at me if I was being goofy or, like, silly. You know, he would encourage that. He would never, you know, tell me to stop or, you know, be quiet. It was always he was being silly with me. So, yeah, I love you, Uncle Mick. So, The Boss Babe Diaries is no more. As you know, Thrive with Lois is now the new name for my podcast and The Boss Babe Diaries was my podcast name for a whole year and whilst I think it has served me so, so well, I don't feel like it truly aligns with my message that I want to move forward with and the focus for my podcast, you know, and the actual definition of a boss babe is, you know, lifting up others' along the way, a boss babe is confident, determined, and won't let anything or anyone come between their goals. And whilst that is me, I definitely think that when I think of a boss babe though, I think of somebody who is like perfect. And that that's my representation of that. Like I think of when I think of boss babe, I think, yeah, like strong confidence, badass perfect, you know, like, flawless, always, like, in these suits, like, always makeup done, always, you know, and I don't actually think that's me, I don't think I'm a boss babe, really, Um, I I know I'm strong, I know I'm confident, but there's also areas in my life that I'm not confident in, so I don't truly believe I'm a boss babe, so, and there, I've said it, I'm not a boss babe. I'm actually a messy babe. I am a messy babe. My life is messy. Um, I don't have it all figured out. I definitely make mistakes. I definitely fuck up and I don't have it all figured out. So I'm a messy babe. Maybe I should have called the podcast a messy babe, the messy babe. But yeah, so I really just wanted to move forward with Thrive with Lois because this is a new chapter for me. Like, In this episode today, what I'm going to open up to you about is something that I have not told many people and it's actually something that is really new to myself and right now I don't actually know how I feel. It's all a bit, it's been a bit overwhelming, I won't lie. I kind of wanted to wait until I got more answers before talking about this on social media or on a podcast because I didn't feel like it was... For me personally, right until I had some answers. Recently, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Now, for those of you that don't know what ADHD is, it is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. This is something that I never, ever even considered I could have because in my head I was thinking ADHD is your typical you know young teenage boy running around bouncing off the walls screaming you know really loud like fidgety like can't stop like doesn't sit still that is what I have been brought up to like know, or that was my knowledge I guess of ADHD so it never actually crossed my mind that I could have ADHD I I have spoke about this on previous podcasts I am a procrastinator I definitely overthink I am definitely disorganized um but I never considered that it could be ADHD because I always thought that ADHD was that you know hyperactive like screaming child um and I didn't know that it could really affect women and girls. I always thought it was just boys. I have recently been diagnosed, literally about a month ago I got my official diagnosis and I am the combined subtype of ADHD. There are three main types of ADHD to my knowledge and you have the inattentive type which is kind of the more distracted, get bored easily, Trouble focusing on tasks, difficulty organising, like things and faults and learning new information, losing things constantly, looks like they're not listening, like constantly in like fairyland world, trouble following directions, that's your kind of main symptoms of inattentive type. Then you have hyperactive impulsive type, which is mainly symptoms of impulsivity and hyperactivity. People with this type can display like signs of inattention but it's not like as marked as like say the other symptoms so those are more impulsive hyperactive may often like fidget feel restless have difficulty like sitting still talk constantly touch and play with like objects have trouble engaging in quiet activities constantly on the go impatient may act out of like turn and don't think about consequences may Blur out answers or inappropriate comments. That's your kind of symptoms, more so of hyperactive impulsive type. And then the combined type means that you don't have like just symptoms that exclusively fall within the inattention or the hyperactive impulsive behaviour. Instead, it's a combination of symptoms from both of the categories that, you know, I've just talked about. So I have recently been diagnosed the combined type and. I am 29 next week and I can honestly say it all makes sense and I when I got diagnosed when I actually spoke to my doctor I got diagnosed and he said yep you have ADHD I started crying and I felt so overwhelmed and just like a weight was off my shoulders because for so long I have suspected that I display symptoms of it or that I had ADHD but I wasn't sure I felt for do you know what for so long I gaslighted myself or I was like oh no Lois surely you don't have it maybe you're making this up maybe you're like, you know, you're you're really like overthinking this, you're you're making it up, surely it's not that bad, it's not. And for so long I kind of like gaslit myself and I was like, oh I don't know, maybe I am making it up. So to actually get an official diagnosis and for somebody to say, yep, you have ADHD, I felt heard and I actually felt relieved and whilst it's, I feel like getting a diagnosis... It changes everything, but it also changes nothing at the same time. I definitely feel now I'm able to accept myself when I do certain things. I am my own worst critic. I'm really, really, really critical of myself anyway. So now I think having this diagnosis has allowed me to be a bit more compassionate and aware of why. I do things when I think about it I really yeah do you know what like I just can't believe it was just never picked up on and like nobody's to blame nobody is to blame and you know like I have two amazing supportive parents who would do anything for me and you know they wasn't to know it's not their fault but I do wish that something had been picked up earlier in my childhood I really really do. I think it's been, like, the not knowing. It's, like, not knowing why I do things a certain way and just thinking, oh, fuck's sake, like, why can't I do this? Like, why, why are you doing this? And just getting so frustrated and annoyed with myself and just feeling so, like, frustrated. Whereas now I feel like I'm like, oh, it's just my ADHD. (laughs) you know and I feel like I'm being a lot more compassionate to myself so having this diagnosis now for me I feel like is the start of me being more accepting of myself and loving towards myself because I haven't been for such a long time. The other day when I was on one of my walks I actually walked past one of my old dinner ladies from when I was in primary school and I remember her so well because she reminds me of Miss Trunchbull and if you don't know who Miss Trunchbull is well you need to go and watch Matilda but she was a she was the headmistress of the school in Matilda and she was such a monster to all of the pupils and the teachers she was always really mean and would punish all of the uh, the kids and even the uh, teachers as well so she wasn't very nice but yeah, anyway, the dinner lady, aka Miss Trunchbull, she fucking hated my guts, she made my school time feel like shit, like, I honestly, you know when you just, it would be like, I would see her in the playground, I'd do anything that I could to just make sure that I was not near her, I would all, I would literally just be like, oh my god, like, she's so scary, um, but yeah, anyway, Miss Trunchbull vibes, and I actually walked past her the other day on my walk in, like, she's not really changed much since, well, what, 20 years, 20 or so, 20 years or so now, she looks pretty much the same, and it just kind of gave me flashbacks to school, and there's this one really distinct time that I remember, and I must have been about year three or four, and honestly, like, now, when I when I look back on my, like, my school life, from being a young child to being a teenager to a young adult, I just, it, I cannot tell you how much it just fucking makes sense. It feels like there's definitely way more awareness for ADHD in boys than there is ADHD in girls, and I know that awareness is being spread more, and there definitely is a lot more help out there for women and girls with ADHD but it still feels like there's some work to do. It seems to be a lot of women do get diagnosed later on in life, their symptoms aren't picked up as much as boys. So yeah, so Miss Trunchbull, she just hated me and I think it was because I was the daydreamy like, just super chatty box, always, like, last in from the school playtime, so we'd have, like, a a school break, like, we'd have a break for lunch, and I'd always be doing, like, weird shit, well, I say weird shit, but, you know, just, like, childlike shit, you know, like, just playing with my friends, and being distracted, and the bell would go, and I wouldn't hear the bell, because I'd be having so much fun, I'd be in my little daydream land, and, I'd always be the last in like and I when I say like the last in I literally mean the dinner ladies would have to come and like find me to come and bring me in um, and say look playtime is over hun like get your ass back into the class um, because I was just having so much fun and I would just block everything out I would always be just in my own little world and I was a free spirit and thinking about it you know, I did have friends, but I liked being on my own, like, I really did, I just liked being on my own, like, doing my thing, in my own little world, like, you know, and I remember I was super creative from a really young age, and I remember this one time, I worked really, really, really hard on making these, like, mini, kind of, like, books, so I made these, I think, I made these storybooks, with scripts in them, right? And I remember coming home from school one day and I said to my mum, like I've got an idea. Like it's gonna be so fun. I want to create these little storybooks for me and my friends to do. I made these books, I drew on all of the pages, I wrote a script, and then I went down to the news agents at the corner shop down the road and me and my mum photocopied the pages to make copies for my friends so I took the little books in the next day and I gave them out to my friends like dished them out to my friends and one of the boys literally like threw it on the floor one of the copies and like trod on it and then yeah and then my other friend like I remember we got like two lines in and then they were like nah it's boring and I was just like oh okay that's all right And I remember feeling so sad in that moment because I put so much time and energy into making these little books and I was like super, super psyched about it. I've kind of gone off topic there, but I've been creative from a really, really young age. I've always been very visual. I've always been very excited about things and just like, yeah, I was really bubbly as a child, like really, really bubbly. I was not a troublemaker, like I wasn't. But I was a daydreamer and I think that got me in trouble because I was a bit, you know, in my own little world and, you know, not really focused and doing my own little thing and that used to get me in trouble. It wasn't that I would play up and act up and be a naughty child, it was just that I was daydreaming. So one day I remember I bit my nails so much that the kind of skin of my nails started to bleed and this was at playtime one day and i didn't actually realize but it makes sense now so there's something called stimming which is self-stimulatory behavior right which is when a child or adult repeats specific movements or maybe sounds as a way to like self-soothe or remain engaged in a situation um so with stimming it can take many forms it might be staring off into space drawing spinning things, or it might be more kind of verbal, repeating sounds, um, you know, like, I don't know, constantly clearing your throat, or it might be more tactile, you know, rubbing fingers, chewing or biting nails, chewing the inside of your cheeks, chewing your lip. And I didn't really, obviously, like I know now, but I think when I was younger, I used to use biting my nails and staring into space, as stimming so that was you know to kind of like self-soothe and this one day I bit my nails so much that they were bleeding and I remember the only dinner lady that I could see unfortunately was Miss Trunchbull so I went up to her and I was just like Miss 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 my nails have like my nails are bleeding and there was like there was just blood like all just rolling down my fingers and I must have been about... So, this was, like, year th- year three or four. So, how old must I have been? I must have been about seven or eight. And I went up to her and I was like, Miss, 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 my, my nails, like, you know, I'm bleeding. And she told me off for it. She told me off. And she actually put me into the naughty corner. I remember there was this hallway in the school. And when everyone had finished playtime she decided to put me in the naughty corner and I had to face a wall. And whilst all of my other classmates were like lining up to go back into class. So everyone was like watching me just like facing into the corner. And I remember just standing there with this blood still tripling down my fingers. And I remember thinking like, why have I been put in the naughty corner? My nails are, like, bleeding, I haven't done anything wrong, like, I haven't hurt anyone, I haven't harmed anyone, but, yeah, anyway, so she just told me off, and she, like, to be honest with you, like, she just, she just really didn't like me, yeah, like, she just really didn't like me, I think she just, yeah, she didn't like me, um, so, yeah, and anyway, I saw her, and obviously, I saw her on my walk the other day, and I just, you know, clocked eyes with her, and, I doubt she knows who I am, but I just kind of remember thinking, like, I wish that there was more awareness. I wish that there was more awareness for ADHD and girls, because maybe if she had the knowledge, or maybe if the schools had maybe given more knowledge, or there was more out there, then maybe she might have No, I'm not saying that it's her responsibility to pick up on my symptoms, but, you know, maybe she would have been a bit more understanding. Growing up, I, as a teenager, would always be quite disorganised with school. I was a, I was definitely distracted a lot of the time in class and that was because I would get quite bored quite easily and I was a very visual person so if something required reading from like text or reading off the board I would normally lose focus really quickly whereas if it was a slideshow or if it was a video or if it was something more interactive like getting into a group setting and acting something out maybe then i would definitely be able to be more engaged into that in that kind of activity and i also found it easier to focus that way going through school i definitely struggled a lot with you know re- like revision exams um, just, you know, studying in general, I would always, always, always leave my revision until the night before. Even though I had weeks and weeks and weeks to do it, I would always cram it in the night before. If I had an essay due, I would normally do it the night before, or, no, not even the night before, I would do it in my registration at school, or I would just forget to do my homework and it was super frustrating, because I remember, like, I'd always, like, I would always, I'd be like, oh my god, like, we had home, oh, we'd had homework, oh my god, like, and when I was in school, like, I genuinely wanted to learn, like, I really did. Although school wasn't the best of times for me in terms of, like, socially, I wanted to learn. Learning did excite me, and when there was something that I felt passionate about, I would, it would be very easy to focus on it, I would almost, I would hyper focus on it. So it would be really easy for me to focus on things that I was passionate about, but things that I maybe wasn't as passionate about, which took more mental capacity, I would normally become distracted quite easily, I would lose focus, I would leave things until the last minute. And that was because I just didn't have enough dopamine <laughs> to do those things so reflecting on it now makes sense as to why I was always late to school I would always roll out of bed last minute like I'm I'm not even joking like I would roll out of bed at 25 past 8 and registration was at 20 to 9 so I'd give myself like 15 minutes to get to school um yeah so definitely disorganized as a child um, and teen and this is just kind of carried through my whole life so being late to things forgetting things sometimes zoning out just being quite disengaged sometimes trouble focusing lose I always lose things I'll put something down and I'll forget where it is straight away I'm so bad with dates I remember I forgot one of my best friends' birthdays one year and I was fucking mortified when I didn't message her and I'd realized like 3 days later I was absolutely mortified and I was like I am such a bad friend. It can be stressful because for for like friends that are on the other like the receiving end of somebody that has ADHD If you don't know that your friend has ADHD, it can actually come across as, like, them just being, like, quite rude, or, like, they don't care, like, they don't give a shit. I would always, like, say to myself, oh my god, like, I'm such a bad friend, I've forgotten to message so-and-so, or I've got... 20 whatsapp messages left just sitting there and I have I just haven't got the mental capacity to reply to them and they're like from weeks prior there's been so many times where I've I've been late to things with friends or I've forgotten things and I've literally felt so bad like I'm like oh my god I'm such a bad friend but I know I'm not a bad friend like I know now that it's my ADHD (laughs) but ADHD really does look different in women and I think for this reason many women might grow up feeling misunderstood. Their difficulties might be mistaken for like just being hormonal or anxious and at times the ADHD symptoms are kind of, you know, attributed to the personality type of being like the chatty ones and more social, you know, the loud ones, the ones that are always talking and can't shut up and actually... And I had no idea that ADHD had those, you know, inattentive qualities. I had no idea. Like I said at the start of the pod, like I always thought ADHD was, you know, just like naughty, disruptive kids just like bouncing off the walls. Um, when actually, you know, it's there's a whole spectrum of, of symptoms. Um, and, you know, women with ADHD are the ones that normally will report like daydreaming you know, or kind of, like, doodling on their work, you know, they might report more zoning in and out when they should be listening in class, and it really does make sense now, like, the amount of times where, like, my teachers would be like, Lois, 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 and I'd just be zoned out, like, I'd just be in my own little world, and I actually, I remember second year of sick form, I almost got kicked out of sick form because I just couldn't focus, uh yeah I almost got kicked out and I I ended up staying because I think I think we ended up having like a meeting with like the teachers and the teachers was like look she's on her final warning she just doesn't focus she's just disrupting people in class and like, I just, I'm, but this is the thing, like, when I think about it now, like, disrupting, I think I just, I wasn't, like, a troublemaker, again, like, I just wasn't a troublemaker, I never was a troublemaker in school, but I was just distracted, easily, you know, I, I got more, like, I just wanted to, like, be with my friends, and, like, talk to my friends, you know, that was more exciting to me than concentrating, in class, unfortunately. But, you know, things that I was passionate about, I excelled at, you know, I did photography, and I fucking excelled at that. But that was a interactive subject. So, you know, it, it was a creative subject. And it was, you know, it was practical. So, I think for me, like things that are quite practical, quite hands on, I used to excel at. But if it was just like writing things down, you know, like reading, I would really, really struggle. And like to this day, I listen to audiobooks and I watch videos because if I read something off a page, normally I'll forget what's been said straight away. Like, I'll, I'll forget what I've read, like, pretty much instantly. So, my brain when I listen to things is able to like visualize better and then store that information you know and there is research that has shown that like girls and women are less likely to be diagnosed you know even if they do show some difficulties because it is the inattentive ADHD which is more common in women than it is in boys and men who tend to lean towards like the hyperactive and impulsive symptoms but it doesn't mean to s- say that there's not men out there that have the inattentive like adhd like there are but it just there is they tend to more so lean on the hyperactive, impulsive and you know in school or college like women with adhd tend to be like bright and intelligent and this is due to like their fact the fact that their symptoms are like more subtle um however they might underperform at like critical times like such as exams due to like concentration issues and this is a thing like when I was in school I was bright I was clever but when it was exams or when it was deadlines or when it was homework it was just like ugh this is boring I don't want I don't have the focus for this you know oh or I'm gonna get distracted and do something else you know so many women do get overlooked later until later on in life when they struggle to kind of make sense of difficulties that they've been like encountering and often females may get left behind and diagnosed later in life because they're able to cover up ADHD symptoms and to be honest with you like I have masked my ADHD symptoms for quite a while and I sometimes do mask my ADHD symptoms you know so it it tends to be harder to be understood and diagnosed by medical professionals because they might mask i think the biggest things for me that i've noticed with my adhd is that you know i struggle to relax and unwind because my mind is constantly on the go like i'm constantly like i've got a hundred and million one things going on in my brain so i really do struggle to relax unwind um you know i am a high achiever like i know i'm a high achiever but i'm super frustrated that i've not met my felt my full potential so i feel like an underachiever and then sometimes because of that it can feel quite overwhelming or i might procrastinate more because it feels overwhelming and i'm not yet where i want to be so it's kind of like stuck between <laughs> stuck between a rock and a hard place because I am a high achiever but then I get frustrated because I've not met my full potential but then I struggle to move forward because I'm procrastinating and it sometimes it can just be a bit of a cycle. Definitely found as well like sometimes in social gatherings that I can end up talking over people or interrupting people and it's not intentionally to be rude it's because if I don't say what I'm going to say I'll forget what I'm going to say. Or it might be that if someone says something and I really, really relate to it, and I'm, like, really excited about it, then I'm, like, want to say what I want to say, but then sometimes it can be perceived as quite rude because it's like, oh, you've just interrupted me. Um, but nine times out of ten, it's because I've either, I'm either going to forget what I'm going to say or... Or because I really, really relate and I'm really excited and I want to, you know, talk to you about what I'm going to say. Or like I'm, I can relate to what you're saying. I find as well, my mind will definitely drift through, my mind will definitely drift during like conversations sometimes. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, I've really got to focus on what they're saying. Otherwise, my mind might drift and it it's sometimes, usually unless... I'm the one who's talking or if it's a topic that I find interesting and sometimes my mind would just be like and then I'll come back into the conversation and I'll be like fuck what did this person say and there's me just like making eye contact nodding looking like I'm actually listening and then I'm like oh fuck what did they say I just zoned out for that whole conversation and then you feel so rude and then you feel so bad and you're like oh why am I like this and then it's just like yeah okay or somebody will tell me something and then I might forget it straight away or they'll give me an instruction oh do you know what instructions are the worst do not give me verbal do not give me verbal instructions because I will not I will not remember that shit has got to be written down step by step for me otherwise I'm gonna forget what you said straight away honestly, if anyone ever gives me, like, verbal travel directions, I'll just nod and go, yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah, got ya, and then just be like, didn't fucking understand anything that they just said, so, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, growing up, I had, like, so much energy, and I like to be busy, but it's, like, now, like, later on in life, like, I'm just exhausted, and I'm, like, constantly burning out, because I'm constantly... Wanting to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and overachieving and like goals to work towards and da 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 da, which is great. Like I've got so much that I want to achieve, but then I find that I can't switch off because I want to achieve and then I, ugh, yeah, I can't even. I don't even know. So this is what I mean. I think having this diagnosis is allowing me to be more compassionate, be more understanding of myself, and it's allowing me to definitely understand what I. It's just allowing me to just be me and actually accept me for me. And do you know what? I'm not great with managing my money. And that is something that this year I have really, really, really vowed to myself that I'm going to change and that I am working on. And I definitely am. But I think because I definitely have that impulsive tendency to want to do things impulsively, like spend things on myself or other people. Um, or do things that are like, like spontaneous, which is great. But then I don't. sometimes I sometimes forget to think about the consequences behind it, or being an actual adult. <laughs> you know, being responsible. I think ADHD as a diagnosis is definitely painted as something negative and that holds a lot of chaos and failure around it. I think there's a lot of pictures that have been painted around that. However, as a woman with ADHD, I definitely believe that it comes with amazing traits, such as being enthusiastic, driven, spontaneous, creative, exciting, you know, like there's just so many positive characteristics and I am such a good friend, like I am so good-hearted, I am so sensitive to others, I'm caring, I'm fun, I'm compassionate, I'm good in a crisis, like I'm empathetic, like I know that there are so many positive things about myself, even though that I have ADHD. So to anyone listening that thinks that they might have ADHD, or if you're on your journey to getting a diagnosis, or if you have been diagnosed with ADHD, don't let anyone tell you that having ADHD is completely negative. Because there are so many strengths, there are so many positives, and You deserve to feel empowered and you deserve to embrace you as you and that's definitely something that I'm starting to learn and starting to be accepting of and yes I have ADHD but I have so many strengths. I have so many strengths and I'm a fucking awesome person and you are a fucking awesome person too. You know, if you have ADHD, your brain works differently to other people, but those differences aren't bad. You know, ADHD helps with divergent thinking and creativity that, like, delivers huge achievements and There are so many successful people out there with ADHD and I only learned the other day that celebs like Justin Timberlake, Emma Watson, Channing Tatum, they all have ADHD and they're mega successful. ADHD definitely attributes to high energy, creativity, empathy and just like a willingness to help others and when people are passionate about a goal, like ADHD energy drives that performance and productivity like it really really does and I think you know you can be successful with ADHD and successful people with ADHD often succeed because the positive traits of their adhd help them flourish i actually saw a quote the other day that said successful women with adhd are successful because of their adhd not in spite of it they are relentless endlessly curious adventurous willing to take smart risks and usually resilient making them great entrepreneurs and that really resonates because i know i am a great entrepreneur and i don't want to diminish how anybody is feeling If you have ADHD and you're listening to this, I do not want to diminish how you're feeling or your symptoms, but I want to try and empower you to focus on the amazing things about you, your amazing qualities, your amazing skills, regardless of the way that your brain works, because I think all that we really want is acceptance to truly accept ourselves from within for who we are and I know that's definitely something that I'm continuing to work on and with this diagnosis I feel positive that this is my next level of growth and it's my next level of understanding and being accepting and loving towards me. If by opening up about my ADHD and my experience, it can help one person, then my job is done. To anyone listening, if you think that you have ADHD or if you know somebody, family, friends who you think might have ADHD, there is support out there and it is never too late to get a diagnosis. It is never too late to ask for help. I definitely think there's a lot of kind of shame and embarrassment Around it, unfortunately, um, which might put people off of seeking help. But the more that we normalize it, the more that we talk about these things, the more that we can, you know, encourage and help people that really are in need. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was freeing to open up about, actually. And I feel like a weight is off my shoulders, getting it out there into the open and uncovering this layer. Of myself and sharing it with you all because it's not something that I am ashamed of it's not something that I am going to hide anymore it's something that actually I feel is my superpower and I have ADHD I am fucking messy at times but I am also fucking amazing thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast don't forget to hit that follow button and give my show a rating this will help the show to grow and reach others if you have any questions don't hesitate to reach out or drop me a dm on instagram at lois banks fitness or at thrive with lois as ever i love hearing your feedback and seeing your story tags and everything like that so thank you so much again for tuning in and i really look forward to speaking to you in the next one